Hey, Jeff here. Tom and I are back from our summer siesta. We're hard at work on some new episodes as we continue to figure out what all this noise is about and why music means so much to us. Today we're going to roll an interview I did last year with Ron Bruner Sr. for Tunes Alive. Ron has a new album coming out with his band Strange Jazz Universe, and he's a dude you need to know about. Enjoy. I can... I'm one of these guys that I can I, I can show you where the bodies are buried. I can show you. <laughs> yeah. I'm Jeff Seitz. I'm with Ronald Bruner Sr. today. And we're going to talk a little bit about his career and music. Hello there, Jeff. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, man. Yeah. All right. Now, we've already actually been talking for about an hour and a half. That's true, yes. And uh, now we're doing it for real. So, uh... Tell me a little bit about yourself. I am a California native, actually uh, straight out of Compton. Nice. I was born in Compton, but you know this is long before all the uh, hype began. Oh. But uh, yeah, native. Uh, studied music. Uh, actually attended Cal State Northridge for a few years, uh, close to your house. And uh, my first professional job was. Uh, well, all my life I wanted to be a, a drummer. That's why. That's you know based on the things I saw on television, what have you. So my first professional job out of college, basically, was The Temptations, and uh, excellent. That was in that was a long time ago. That was in '77. Uh, wow! And uh, then it all began, so to speak. When we were talking earlier, you mentioned your approach to music as kind of a blue-collar approach. Can you talk about that a little bit. Yeah, basically, the the peer group I grew up with and the teacher that I had, we were trained to be uh, sidemen. And uh, so, based on how we were taught, my I had a very wonderful drum teacher, Billy Moore, uh, who's still alive, as far as I know. But uh, he taught us uh, learn how to play the best polka, yeah, the best merengue, the best funk, the best rock. Because when the phone rang, you didn't know what they were going to ask for. So we basically learned how to like all musics, you know, how to you know how to appreciate. There's something to appreciate in, in everything. So we were. Trained along those lines. We had our likes and dislikes, but uh, my peer group, that's how we were brought up. And so you start working for people. For instance, I'm working for The Temptations, traveling with them in 77. I was not a temptation. I'm the guy sitting behind them in the Desi Arnaz tuxedo. Yeah. You know? And so my thing was do a good job. Do a good job. And um, so that's, that's blue-collar mentality. That's kind of how that is. Now, when you approach writing your own music, you've mm -hmm. got a new album you're working on now. Yes. Um, you've released several in the last few years. How does that approach, the blue-collar approach, translate to writing, creating music? Over the years that I've worked with some of everybody, there's something you like about them, their music, the, 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 the joy in doing a good job with their material. And so there's uh, musical, how can I say, ideas that you walk away with, things that just stuck. There's things uh, that stick with me from playing with The Temptations back in the day. I also yeah. worked with The Supremes for a short period of time, a very short period of time. Bass player and I didn't get along. <laughs> but um, he shall remain nameless. But um, then I worked with, um, uh, I worked with Gary Bartz. Um, my thing was I always wanted to play with somebody to play with Miles Davis, and so Gary. Uh, so there's things you walk away from with, from people's gigs, ideas, you know. So as you get older, as you get older, you, you know, and you kind of begin to age out, 
from the popular music scene. Oh, okay. You know, okay. like like that. Yeah. And uh, then you start realizing, well, gee, I didn't do anything for myself. You know, and and over over the period of time. Being a blue-collar musician, you definitely do develop some attitude and you develop a perspective, you know. And so uh, when I began, my when I began, that's those are things that were in me, you know. And you yeah. had, I had to touch on my roots. What are they? Well, I was actually a rocker, you know. I was in love with the Beatles, Led Zeppelin, the whole English invasion uh, thing, British invasion thing of the late '60s and what have you, psychedelic stuff, you know, all the way Hendrix, you know, all that. Those were my roots. And then, um, you know, so I came up with a formula. Okay, I was good. Yeah, all right. Uh, for, as far as what I am, if you turn the lights off and let me sit in a room by myself, what would I be? Yeah. It was the Beatles, uh, met Jimi Hendrix, and they loved John Coltrane. Okay. That was my functioning formula, if you would. I was encouraged to do that by some, um, you know, A&R people. But anyway, um, so that's someone I write. You know, there's a lot of things in my head, you know, and I'm trying to put it together in a, in a sellable salad, if you would, in, uh -huh. in 2015, so. Now, um, I guess I got a two-part question. It's about work ethic and your approach to writing. So earlier we talked about um, finding time to write mm -hmm. and what that's like for, you know, a professional working musician. And then your approach to it, because you've actually got kind of a, a technology solution that's allowed you to fit writing and creativity in the time you've got for it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, well, um, I, I got into computers and I got into the whole um, uh, software writing scenario, like, like most, most. I mean, you can't live without it now. Mm -hmm. you, you, you're, you're an idiot if you don't, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. It's my opinion. Some people are You're still... not listening to this if you don't have a computer. So it's <laughs> there okay. you go. You're not going to offend anybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. So the, the audience understands. So I, uh, based on, I'm a full-time musician. I actually happen to work for Disney. Uh-huh. And I've been there 18 years. Good Congratulations. Lord. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, but um, uh, so uh, it's a full day schedule. So uh, I have a, we have a workspace, we have a desk, and all that. So I, my computer and my keyboard stay at work, you know. And so on my breaks, I sit down and I write. Uh, I've had the Walkman, I've had the, the little voice recorder things. You know, I'm in the car, I get an idea, I yeah. sing to myself or something like that. Yeah. And then uh, I get to the computer and I, what key is that? You know, kind of a thing, yeah. and work it out. But that's how I. That's pretty much what I've done. How that's how I do it. And, um, you know, I don't have time to really, when I say time, I really don't have time to just be a dedicated band guy. You, you know, I mean, I have a wife and I have kids. They're all older now, and pretty much the last one's about to leave the house. But Yeah, uh, well, let's go talk to them. You know, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. You sent him into the car a few minutes ago. But, uh, um, you know, so I, I, don't have really I don't have time to just, just run a functioning band. No disrespect to garage bands. Yeah. No disrespect whatsoever, because that's how it began. We all began in the garage. But uh, having that blue collar, the work ethic, mm -hmm. is that is that what's enabled you to make writing fit the life that you've made for yourself? Absolutely, because uh, I have a work ethic. Yeah, okay, yeah. You, you know, not a lot of musicians don't really have one. They kind of live... Uh, they live spontaneously, you know. They do whatever flies through the door is what they address that day. Which works in many cases, it works out in a very weird way, but then they don't wind up not having any kind of um, control, if you would, over their lives and career. They're just kind of like, it, they're in the moment for, for the duration of their career. Yeah. As opposed to somebody who has a, uh, when I say work ethic, I sit down 
I'm not saying everyone is like this now. I'm not saying that's everyone is like that. Uh, but uh, I, know, for instance, we shared about my next project, and I have a deadline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have to measure out the time I have, you know, uh, to to do it. So I, I write the songs. I, I did that. I've been writing. I've been writing on this record since last year, fall. And so it's done. All the songs are formed. So now. I'm farming pieces out to people to, you know, do this. I need guitar here. I need your saxophone here. I need this. I need that. I need that. And the other. Then the next step is I have a friend who actually runs a production studio. He's my, he's one of my partners. And so now we mix, you know, we put together, we edit, we do this, we, we record vocals, what have you. Mm-hmm. So I look at the time I have and I have to, I have to get it done by a certain day. So I have to work daily or every, and when the case, when I sit with my partner, we, it's once a week, mm-hmm. we get together for like four hours and we assemble do this and what have you so it's an ethic i have a work ethic does this project have a name yet not yet not yet not yet i i want to i want to make sure it's good okay I, and i i have an idea but i'm not gonna say it on the air okay because somebody will take it all oh, right right uh-huh. <laughs> but this is a good one it's a good one personnel can you talk about the personnel well yes um um, um of course my son uh, well thundercat is my son so he's playing bass on uh, some cuts. Um, um, I tend to pull from my, I try to pull from my kids' generation because uh, I just like the, I'm not dealing with old stoic personalities, you know. Um, and that says a lot. That says a lot. I, I know many brilliant, mature musicians, brilliant. Uh-huh. Um, but they, even, even in the realm of creative projects, they bring Mr. Blue Collar with them. Hey man, look, I only got 20 minutes. We got to do this, you know, <laughs> kind of thing because it's creative. It's not. It's not. This is not money in the bank per se. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, in some cases, I may be able to compensate you for your gas or something like that, or can I buy you lunch? Well, I'll play on your stuff. Yeah, right. You well, know. and that's what it takes a lot of time. That's what. Yeah, you know. So, um, so I tend to pull from the younger generation. Uh, Kamasi Washington uh, uh-huh. uh, has played on. Uh, matter of fact, he's has played on pretty much most of the stuff I've done. So uh, I'm not sure I'll have him for this particular project because his project, uh, the Epic, is blowing up worldwide. So he'll be on tour for several months. But uh, who else are we having here? Brandon Coleman, a uh, brilliant LA keyboard player. Uh, he's on it. Um, Jamil Bruner, my uh, keyboard son, he actually co- he and I co-wrote some tunes on it. Nice. Uh, and, and Dombi, an artist uh, who I've grown to appreciate very much. She's just a vocalist, so we've co-written a, a tune on here. Uh, there's another girl who's uh, just brilliantly talented singer, Tyra Juliet, uh, lives here in L.A. And so she sang. I mean, we have we have a single out, as a matter of fact. She sang on that. Let's, uh, yeah, if, if 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 I may, I'd like to include a segment of that in oh. this audio. You want to talk a little bit about the signal? Well, you know, um, I was I'm a Led Zeppelin nut like everybody else. Yeah. You know, they yeah. they made a very indelible impression on my young life. Um, you know, musically, and so uh, I it so it, then I was a rocker. So was it a wonder uh-huh. why? I, Put a Zeppelin tune on my record, man. Yeah. Shoot, you know. It sounds, it sounds amazing. You know, and it's my take on it. You know, uh, it was a, 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 a the ocean, yeah, the ocean. Yeah. We did a version of that. So, and Tyra sang it. We arranged a little bit. It's got a little electro- electronic in it, and we had him. So, I'm very proud of that. Tell me a little bit about composing as a percussionist. 
This is kind of a, a personal music question, but mm. I always like to know, uh, I like to hear about, you know, what's at the root of somebody's composition style. I will say this, um, based on uh, where I am in life, um, um, I'm always, particularly with, the only thing that really changes in music is only 12 notes. Uh-huh, yeah. And the only thing that changes is the rhythm. Yeah. That's the only thing that changes. From, from old school, soul, blues, funk, disco, to, to, to thrash metal. It's the rhythm. You know, and the drummer's dexterity in a lot of cases. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and so um, I'm always, um, but, but, but I'm a musician. I have a musician's melodic perspective because I was taught that way, uh-huh. you know. So if you, so in, in a lot of cases for a drummer to be writing music, um, I have to not just, I try not to just write a drummer's record. What would a drummer's record be? It'd be drum heavy and insane, and you know, yeah, I'd fill up all the holes. And, <laughs> okay, you know, yes, yeah. you know, it's about it's about. <laughs> hey, look at me, look at me, look at me, and I have. I'm, I'm a fan of a lot of them. I'm a fan. I, I watch YouTube drummers. Like you know, I used to host Drummers for Jesus L.A. I used to, I did that for like two years. So we used to have the sheds, and I saw some phenomenal, phenomenal playing. Uh, these are drummers are just basically battling each other, but you see the standard of playing just rise up, you know. So part of my rant to them was, okay, now how are you gonna get a gig? Yeah, you know, yeah. you, you got to filter that into a gig, yeah, you playing know, with other people, playing with other people. Yeah. So I try to, um, I get melodies in my head first usually. Really? Okay. Yeah, I get melodies because um, I've listened to so many melodies. Yeah. You know. So I get melodies, you know, and uh, or I'll start tinkering on the keyboards. I get an idea, or I get a chordal, I get a chordal thing, progression. I oh yeah, 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 you know. And then, um, but usually it comes from what I've been listening to. You know, I'm influenced a lot by what we all are. Yeah. To extent. So, from, 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 so to answer your question succinctly, um, I try not to write like a drummer. And how then do you communicate those ideas to these other musicians, the folks that uh, you're kind of working within their schedule? Mm-hmm. There, you communicate those ideas with with the tracks that you start with, like a, a, a scratch track. Well, um, you know, I still play a lot out, and I go to my kids' gigs. As kids, it's so my my son's gigs, um, and so you kind of pull musicians that already play that way. You know, I'm, what I'm doing is not from Mars. Mm-hmm. The songs I'm writing are not some foreign, weird dialect. You know, I'm writing music in contemporary America, um, just with maybe a little bit more mature perspective. So you kind of pick people um, uh, that are already kind of, they play in that arena already in terms of how they approach what they do. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, so I write a certain tune. Oh, I don't know who's perfect to do this. Ah, You know, oh yeah, yeah, he plays, this, you know, that's the kind of guy, that's the guy right there. Oh, that's the guy. Um, so I don't really have a hard time with that. You know, uh, there are some musicians where I have to say, I'm gonna have to say something like, remember when Miles Davis did that thing? Jack DeJunette and John McLaughlin. Okay. Be, okay. Now, bro, be free, be free, right? This, this is your thing right here. Just be free. <laughs> For real? Yeah. 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 Just, yeah. I might even look at Go ahead. Play what you want. You know, kind of a thing. And that's that is what older players, you're, you're trying to break one of their habits. They kind of approach everything with their formula, you know? So you want yeah. That's not the form. This is the formula over here, you know. So, that, I don't really, but I don't really have a problem with communicating the ideas. You know, a lot of times the track I play for a guy, you know, they, oh yeah, Mr. Bruner, yeah, 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 I hear that, yeah, you know, and they they, they can run with it. So it's it worked for me. That's what's worked for me so far. 
I think we got time maybe for one more question. Sure, sure, sure. Um, and it was about, we talked about uh, folks approaching you for advice, uh, playing mm. advice, mm. music industry advice. Mm. Um, care to speak to that a little bit? I know it was a very broad topic. That in itself may have been 30 minutes of us, but... Uh, well, um, I don't consider myself somebody that has, let's say, achieved a lot in the music industry, uh, particularly because of the path that I, I chose. I chose to stay home and not tour mm -hmm. and raise a family. It ain't like I didn't need the money, <laughs> you know. But, uh, you know, I, just, I made choices that maybe a lot of musicians wouldn't, you know. Um, I, as you probably know, in, in, in entertainment in general, people don't stay married. Yeah, it's just expected. <laughs> you know, if you're if you're a successful musician, you're not going to be married long. And that's from traveling and all the other all the extracurriculars. Things, always keep in mind it's sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Yeah, it'll never change. It's what it is. You know, and and, and these are things that are pretty much they're just thrust upon you. I thought of an interesting story, but I don't dare tell it. But um, maybe for part two. Yeah, maybe for part yeah, two. We can, we can okay. skirt around it. Maybe you know, right. we can skirt around. It. I don't like mentioning names. <laughs> but uh, you know, um, so there are things. Well, you become an idol, more or less. People are buying you music. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, I'm, I'll say this, but it's, it's objective. You know, uh, an individual. We were we were discussing a, a famous Holly. I won't say names. A famous Hollywood actress and this person, the person's husband cheated on them, and of course they hit all the fan pages and all the, the public media, social media, and all that. And so an individual asked me, "Man, how could you cheat on her? She's a very drop dead gorgeous individual." Mm -hmm. And so I looked at the individual that said this to me. And I said, "Well, keep in mind that this person's husband is a crooner. Wait, 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 an R and B crooner." So I said the person's name. So so-and-sos that look like her and better than her are throwing themselves at him 24-7. Since you asked me the question, how could, how could you cheat on her? Very easy. Yeah. So it takes a very unique individual to, let's say, resist all that. <laughs> is, this, is this part of the advice you give to the youngsters, the next generation? Yeah, I try. You yeah. know, I try, you know, and, um, you know, yeah, but I don't consider myself somebody that has had so much great success in the music business, in the music business, other than I raised three musicians that are doing well. Uh huh. So everybody wants to know, how did you do that? Yeah, well, it's, it, it is, it's an amazing accomplishment. It wasn't so much that I planned it either. <laughs> well, okay. Well, maybe that's the lesson then. It wasn't so much that I planned it. I recognized their gifts. And I thought about uh, me being a young, young musician, a child musician, what I didn't get. And so I made sure that was available. Because I know what, when I was a young musician, I knew what I wanted. But uh -huh. I, didn't know who, I didn't know the question to ask. My parents were not musical, you know. I used to watch bands on television. And I used to, Mom, how, how can I get on that show? And she couldn't answer me. She didn't know. She had not a clue. And they, they weren't into that, you know. But my kids, it's kind of like, well, I used to take my kids to my gigs when they were like, uh, I can show you a picture of uh, Ron Jr. when he was like maybe six, five or six yeah. at my gig with my drumsticks, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So they grew up in that environment. Well, if I was a young musician, you know, that's where I wouldn't want to, I want to see live music. Yeah. I had, that's my gift. I, you, you know, so I made sure I provided that for them. Uh, with, uh, Thundercat. Told me, that's my son, Thundercat. He told me on occasion, he said, Dad, you taught me how to play bass without even teaching me how to play bass. Well, how was that? 
I watched your bass players and how you guys played together and how you interacted. Oh, thanks. Where's my T-shirt? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That's great. Where's my Where's my T-shirt? You know. But uh, that's uh, you know. So when they ask me for advice, that's what they want to know: how to make it. Mm-hmm. You know. And a lot of times, the things I say are not the things they want to hear. You know, I don't really have any scientific business. Uh, what. Ain't matter of fact, everything... There's almost, not a formula for it's it. It's not a formula. Certainly know. not anymore. No, there's not a formula, you know. Uh, but the thing, what's more important to me is that you stay intact. Don't, when, when, when the business starts changing people, which it does, inevitably it does. The more successful you get, the more it changes you. Okay, I mean, because pop music? Why do I want to buy your record? Now, this is theoretical, philosophical, if you would. Why do I want to buy... I bought your first record... I bought your second record, but you're not doing anything different. Oh, you took your blouse off on the third record. Oh, check this out. Check this. Yeah. You got butt implants. Oh, snap. You know, and so, but you, you, it changes you because now you got to do better. Next one, you got to do better. Next one, you got to do better. Now you got competition. Now you got to beat her out. Now, you, you know, you know, so I, I, I have a problem with, you know, when it changes you. I admire some person, you know, I don't want to mention names again, but I admire one individual, just, you know, I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Hands off. Excuse me. Hands down. I would, no, hand clap. Hand. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Hands, whatever it is. Something with the hands. Something, something positive with the hands. Um, you know, I, I appreciate that. Uh, another person, you know, um, you know, my son played, with, played in her band for a while, but it was Erica Badu. And uh, I got to know her personally, and I just have to say, you know, again, I don't follow her around, what have you, but I, I admire the fact that she's still basically the same person she was when she began. Yeah. You know, I mean, she's, yeah, everyone goes through their moments, what have you, but I'm looking at that like, that's an artist. You know, and today, I mean, you know, you, you, when you talk to her or you listen to her music, you know, that's, yeah, that's the same chick, yeah, same, same chick on this, yeah. you know. Is it same elements, though? Maybe uh, work ethic, uh, building, uh, ability to, to let it, flow well yeah she's she's not and, a, she's not dumb you know yeah. she's just a very smart girl um you know she um she 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 mo- she stays intact with herself but she does f- she fits in she keeps moving along i think she has something coming out soon i think that i think i know when nothing's been said to me i don't know uh, i do know that she had been uh, working with mr glasper robert glasper and people like that you know so i think there may be a project you know on his way how do we find out more about you and your projects where do we go uh Strange Jazz Universe uh-huh. Facebook. All right, that's my public. That's the public public page, and you'll find links to music. You'll find some videos there, and what have you. And uh, there I am. Thank you, Ronald. It's been great. Great. Thank Looking you. forward to maybe part two. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs>